You were not called to be defeated. Do you understand me? No, 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 no. I, I, I want you to hear me. You, yes, you, were not called to be defeated. You were not designed to be defeated. If we, his children and the people of God, are made in his image, do we serve a God who is defeated? Do we serve Christ who is still in the grave and did not rise from the grave? No. So you, therefore, were not called to be defeated. Yes, you will go through things. Yes, you will be tried. Yes, you will have trials. Yes, you will have tribulations. Yes, you will be talked about. You will be lied on. People will leave you. People will forsake you. People will neglect you. People will walk away from you. And unfortunately, people will abuse you. But with all of that, you were not called to be defeated. You were not. And if you can get that in your mind, that regardless of the pain that you are going through right now, or maybe the lack of hope, or maybe you're just in the place of you have just accepted everything as is. This is how it's going to be. Nothing will ever change. This is how people are. This is how my life is. Whatever that is, because some of us, we're not dealing with the pain. We're not dealing with the issues, but we have stopped expecting we have stopped expecting greater from God. We have stopped expecting greater from ourselves. We have just accepted that this is what it is. That is a mind of someone who is defeated. Absolutely not. You have to wake up every morning and say, yes, I am an overcomer. Yes, I am filled with the joy of the Lord. Yes, I have his peace. Yes, I have his power. You are not defeated. Let's go. Welcome back to Conquering Me Podcast. I am Jennifer Jefferson. I am so grateful that you are here. And to anyone that is new, thank you for coming by. And I hope you stay and I hope you check out other podcasts. But here on Conquering Me Podcast, we are here to discuss the joys of developing a personal relationship with Christ. And we are in season two, episode five. And I am beyond grateful and I'm humbled that God has chosen me and he's really graced me to be in this position to speak his word to declare his word to say his prayers whatever it is that God is calling me to do and that my prayer is always that I stay at the feet of Christ and that I stay in under his arm and you know the Bible says humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and that is where my heart position is because I understand how great and mighty how merciful he is is and so my heart is like god let me stay there let me stay there so i'm grateful i don't take this for granted at all at all at all at all i don't take this for granted and so my prayer is that you all are receiving things you all are learning more about yourself more about christ and you're getting stronger and you're getting closer to god i don't care how long you have walked this earth and how long you have been saved we all can learn something more about God. On today, we're going to pray. Like my sister loves to say, prayer is always in order. Okay. We are going to pray because 
number one, God has placed this on my heart. I was praying. I said, God, what to do on uh, this podcast? I pray and I seek the Lord and I study the word of God for every episode and what I am, what he wants me to say. And the Lord said that I want you to pray. And I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to pray? Joy and victory, joy and victory, joy, joy, joy. My children need joy. My children need joy. And here's the thing. Some of us have lost the joy of our salvation. That is where we are. And we're wondering why we have just started accepting things. Why have we just decided that this is what it is? We have lost the joy of our salvation. What was that like when you first came into Christ? When you first just felt like everything was new, everything felt so good, everything, you just felt like the impossible was possible. Nothing, nothing could separate you from the love of the Lord. Nothing could keep you from rejoicing in him. Nothing. So this is what it is. I want us to I want to read Psalms 51 and 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. And sometimes that's what we have to ask the Lord. Restore my joy. I have been working, I have been going through this, doing this thing called life. And life can wear you down. Life can make you feel like This is it. This is all that it has to offer, especially when you've been praying and seeking God for more and you've been seeking him for something new, a miracle or just a change in your environment or a new understanding or increase in this, increase that, Lord, enlarge my territory. All of these things, the enemy can play us to make us feel like what we are asking for is so far away. And when we get to that point where we feel like that is so far away, it is never going to happen. Or if it will happen or some of us, this is how we do it. We don't, we don't say, no, I haven't lost faith because I still believe that God is going to do it. But it's going to happen when it happens. If you have ever said that, I want you to think about where your joy is. If you have ever said that, I want you to think about where is my joy? Because I can have hope in Christ. I can be excited in Christ. I can really understand that I am loved. I am not forgotten. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am successful in God. I am desired by God. He wants us. But the question is, do we really see him as our first love? I want to read this scripture to you, Revelations 2 and 3, no, 4. And it says, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from where whence thou hast art fallen and repent and do the first works, else I will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. And then I want to read a different version of that because I was the King James Version, just to give us a better understanding 
of what God is saying. And Jesus was letting us know in that passage of scriptures, he was talking to the church. I want to say the church of Ephesus. He was talking to the church of Ephesus and in there, this is when John is having these, all these wonderful encounters with God. And in there, Jesus is telling him to write a letter because you need to write a letter to these seven different churches. And this is one of the first ones that he was writing. Basically, John was in there just taking notes from Jesus. This is what it is. This is what God said. But Jesus said, he, before that, I, I see you. I see your works. I see how you calling out the false prophets and false apostles and teachers. I see how you disdain the things that are not of God. I see how you are in here doing the work, but yet come back to me. Come back. And it says in, and I'm going to read the Passion Translation. This is once again, Revelation 2 and 4. But I have this against you. This is what Jesus said. I have, I've said all these wonderful things that you are, I see you. I see you doing the work. I see you out there grinding for my name. You're doing all these things. But he said, I have one thing against you that I need to talk to you about. Let me pull you to the side. But I have this one thing against you. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. You have abandoned the passionate love that you have had for me in the beginning. This is what Jesus said. So before you pray and before I pray, I want you to take a beat and ask yourself, have I left the passionate love that I've had for God in the beginning? Have I somewhere along the way been so focused on the works, which has allowed me to either become overwhelmed by life I have become hopeless. I am just exhausted in doing the will of the Lord. I'm going to stay faithful in doing the will of the Lord, but yet I've lost my passion for him. That first true love that makes your heart just pitter patter. It makes you just smile for no reason. It makes you say, wow, you chose me, me. With all of my issues, all of my flaws, with my bias, with my judgment, with my insecurities, with any issues that came before I went to Christ, Christ chose me. It is the spirit of God that draws us to him. It is the spirit of God that even calls us to salvation. But the fact that you have said yes. When you heard the call, the Bible also says in Revelation that Jesus stands at the door. He's knocking. The fact that you open the door lets us know how much you loved him and you have received him. But Jesus came after you. He died for you. He died for us. And he came after us. Did you leave that first love, that one who chases after you? When one goes astray, he said, I'm going after that one because that's how passionate Christ is about us. But we have to understand we can leave him. I understand that the enemy is going to put stumbling blocks and things in front of us. 
to make us feel a certain type of way. But did you leave him? He was talking to a church that was doing the work. Because a lot of times we feel like those who have left are those who are just out there just wilding out and sinning. No. Jesus was specifically talking to the church who was doing the work. They're faithful. They do. They're doing the work. But yet they've lost their first love. So I want you to open your heart and your mind right now. I want you to really, really get your mind focused and your heart focused and center on your first love. What did that feel like when you first met him? What did that feel like when he first touched your heart? Lord, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for restoring the joy of our salvation. We thank you for being our joy. You are our strength or you are our peace. You are our everything. And that alone, we will not take for granted. We will not take for granted that every breath that we take, it comes from you. That is our joy. The fact that we are able to, those who can, able to move their eyes up and down. God, we say thank you. Those who are able to have limbs, those who we will say thank you. And anyone who is listening right now, we say thank you, God. And those who are not able to verbalize thank you are able to move their limbs, God. We will stand in intercession that one day they will have a moment that is so greater than any quote unquote lack that they have on this earth will supersede that moment with you will make all the lack seem like nothing. God, God, we will be a people of joy, people who walk around with smiles on their face, laughter on in their voices. God, we will not be this humdrum saints anymore. Yeah, we do the work, but yet truly here's the truth. We're defeated. We have no joy. We have no joy because that's where our strength, you are our strength. So we've just become this point of just laborers. We see who the false people are. We call them out. But if we just say this part of our job, what we have walked away from the relationship with you. We do the work, but we forgot the relationship. We forgot the intimacy that comes from worship. That time alone with you, your word says that they, those that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. It is a moment of vulnerability when we come into worship. It is not a moment for us to just say a whole bunch of words that are just filling the air because we do it out of tradition or we or even some of us. We just sit in silence because we just don't know what to say. God, it is a moment for us to come before your throne boldly and say, God, I am here to worship you because you are God and God alone. That enough is my joy. Your Bible is filled with promises. So I find joy in it. Doesn't matter what circumstances come my way. Doesn't matter what issues come my way. I will have joy because the joy of the Lord is my strength. You are my strength. Romans 15 and 13 say, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
God, we are going to trust you. Some of us have become defeated because we lost trust. We have been hoping and praying. Your word also says that the hope deferred makes the heart sick. Sick. That is what's found in Proverbs. We are going to trust you. We are people who are full of trust. We're going to make those steps out of faith. We're going to take every step. Every step is faith. Every step that you have told us to take is a faith walk. For the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. And so every time we take that step, we understand that it is ordered by you. So we say thank you every step. Said I am a righteous person. My steps are ordered. I am going to speak the promises. I am going to fulfill the promise. I am going to preach and teach the promise. I am going to live in the promise. The promises of God will overflow within my life so that everyone around me will see and feel the promises of God. Even if they don't believe, they will have an encounter with God that will change their very nature, God. I thank you for your joy changing our characters. Where we are no longer these sad, written people. It does not mean that we are not going to have trials. It does not mean that we're not going to have season of mourning. But what it means that this will not be our, our identity. Your joy is our identity. And for those of us who are struggling with that. Where we have allowed anxiety and stress and depression and the norms of this world and cultural norms and everything else that everyone tells us that we are supposed to be to be our identity. But yet there is no joy. There's a problem. Open our eyes to it right now, Jesus. We will be your children who are excited to say your name, who are excited to be in your presence, who are excited to run to you every time. We are going to be so curious about you. We're going to be like those children who are going to be imitators, like what you've called us to be. We're going to imitate you, God. There is a joy when a child imitates their father or their mother. They see the beauty in their father and mother. So they say, I want to be just like them. Just like them. That's what your word says for us to be imitators of God as dear children. But we can't be imitators if we don't have your joy. If we don't have your joy, how can we imitate you? Because you are full of joy. You are full of hope. You're full of peace. You're full of promises. So open our eyes right now. For the lack of joy that we have. We are tired and ran down by life. We have become so full of being cynical and losing hope. But even in issues, even in problems, we're going to say and we're going to quote what James 1 and 2 and 3 says. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. So every time that we fall into trials, every time that there's temptation, every time there's an issue, every time the enemy tries to come for us, every time when something doesn't go our way, we're going to say, yep, thank you, Lord. That's joy. You're going to give me joy because you're teaching me how to persevere. 
And it continues on to say, let patience have her perfect work so that you may be complete, lacking nothing. So every time there's an issue, I'm going to say thank you because you're going to have me. I'm going to lack nothing. That's how we flip it. God, we thank you for you are our joy and our source of joy. And we ask that you continue to be that for us throughout the day, for us throughout our timeline, for us throughout our lives. God, you are our joy. We will not take it for granted. We will smile and laugh at at issues. We will at persecution. Because we know that our faith is being tested. And we know that we are building perseverance. We know that we are building patience so that we may be complete and lacking nothing. We thank you for only the joy that can come from you and not this world, not vices, not people, not titles, not jobs, not money, not anything that is found on this earth, but there is a joy that can come from you that is only from you that is sustained that sustains us and that is everlasting jobs come and go people come and go titles come and go education comes and goes certain eras of our lives come and go but the joy of the lord it it is forever we thank you and we praise you for you are our joy in the name of jesus we pray Amen. 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 You are not defeated. You are joy. Some of you all need to put that, go find a bracelet, go find something that says, I am joy. Well, what does that mean? And when someone says, they say, look, if I am the reflection of God and I am the very imitator of God, then that means that I am joy. I understand if you, even if you may be lacking it right now, we come against that in the name of Jesus and we ask that you, and I command you to begin to speak that over your life, that I am joy because I have Christ himself for I am joy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for keep, continue to support me in this podcast. I love each and every one of you all. I am praying for the body of Christ throughout this world. And I'm praying for all people that we just continue to do what God has called us to do. And those who do not know him. And you want to know the joy of the Lord for real, for real, for real, for real. You need to know Jesus. So I want you to repeat after me. Lord, I thank you for being my savior my healer and deliverer. I repent of my sins. I ask that you come into my life. And God, I thank you for showing me your joy. Let your joy change who I am. If you believe that and you have confessed that and you know that this is so and nothing is going to take that away from you, we are rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. God is happy, honey. Everybody is happy. We are so thankful that you have come in. And for those of us who have been in it, continue to speak joy over your life, over your family, over your loved ones. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. I love you all. And I want you all to subscribe and download these podcasts. I'm trying to grow the podcast as much as possible through the wisdom of God. So just continue to support me. And I love you all so, so, so much. And pray for me as I continue to do what God has called me to do. I will speak to y'all next Friday.